Welcome to Frax Check, your weekly Frax Vibe Check. We'll be going straight to the source of truth by checking the chain. Capital K is under the weather, so I, Deepai Dave, will be leading the show today. But I'm joined by, of course, by our producer extraordinaire, Sam. Before we jump in, please subscribe to Flywheel. It really does help. And please follow Flywheel DeFi on Twitter and Telegram. How was that? That's that? great. <laughs> Kit, I channeled your spirit for this one. Okay. I should... <laughs> Anyways. I thought you were going to go for like the low one. Like, hello and welcome to Fracture. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this week, we call this week the Finding Our Footing Week. As the name suggests, this week we're finding our footing after the great depegging of 23. Do you hold ETH but don't know what to do with it? Want to earn those juicy liquid staking derivative yields but don't know where to start? Well, Frax ETH is there for you. Frax ETH is Frax's native LSD solution, allowing you to earn boosted yields in multiple ways on your ETH. If you want to get started, go to app.frax.finance and turn your ETH into Frax ETH today. Frax Stablecoin. We see the supply has been holding steady at a billion dollars-ish, unchanged from last week, even after everything that has happened. Next, we must check the peg. Let's go check the peg. It has gotten as low as 0.991 with a high point of $1.002 for the week. Things wow. are super rocky. We, we then looked at curve swapping via 100 million fracks for USDC, and... Uh, we got an exchange rate of 0.9989. This exchange rate isn't bad. We got as high as 0.994 at one point and move. But you know what? Let's move on to our collateralization percentage. Hold on. So the USDC is still having like, still wobbling a little bit more than it was before. We haven't gotten it, back to like. Uh, I guess that's why it's called finding our footing, Sam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Collateralization percent. We got a, we're holding steady, you know, 92% holding steady, unchanged. And also uh, holding steady for our our decentralization percentage ratio at 23.9%. Finding our footing, that's all I got to say. And so let's go to the next slide. For this week, we saw the Frax BP TVL drop to 487.3 million, which is 1.3% lower from last week on the right side we look at the volume traded and for context in february we hit 49.3 million and in march we hit 210 million we gained 16 million over last week this represents a 43 percent utilization rate the stablecoin trading volume has been ridiculously profitable for curve this month for reasons that we obviously (laughs) 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 for reasons Uh, next slide oh yeah all right all yeah. right my favorite well it's do you see it? it's St- like, still in the lead so it's at 114 percent. but is the slide messed up or is it just me yeah hold on a second let me uh let me fix this let's let me fix this i gotta take it out and there we go there, there we go there we go this week now we march to my favorite section it's actually both kits and mine's favorite section of Frax Check. We are at we are at 114% of the three poll. We decreased 4% over last week. We're still above 100% though. We love to see it. 
the Frax base pool is 487 million versus the three pools, $425 million. Uh, let's go to the next slide and show that to the people. There we go. You know, <laughs> but what's concerning is that the Frax BP dropped $6 million and the three pool gained $6 million. <laughs> now, it wasn't easy to get to the top, but now we must stay at the top. You know, you know what they say, you come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Next slide. Let's go to now actually my favorite segment. Oh, this is my favorite slide. <laughs> I thought that was FPI. No, no, no. This is this is our up only. The up only. We have our Frax ETH segment. We start by checking Frax ETH supply as always. But it's up only, as always. The count is at 125. 1,803. Uh, that's 3.9% up week after week. It's not too shabby, but you know, we like to see 5% week after week. So, you know, we got to get those numbers up a bit. Now let's look at where the frac seats are hanging out though. As a reminder, you can take your frac seat into the S frac seat vault and earn the sweet native ETH staking yield, which is the print, which is printing a nice 6.4%. And the vault we see e that 62% of all frac seat it's just chilling and stacking ETH nicely in the native staking yield vault of SFRAX ETH. The other place where you can earn some nice FRAX ETH yield is in the curve pool for the FRAX ETH ETH pool, where you can, where you can join 30% of the FRAX ETH supply, uh, 30%, yeah, 30% of the FRAX ETH supply. Come join the party over there. I'm there. I'm chilling. It's fun. You know, <laughs> the remaining 8% is floating in the ether somewhere, no pun intended, we think the yield parity between SFRAX ETH and the curve pool is reflected in the current split. Unless FRAX cranks up the bribes a bit more, we think no, we'll no, see no. it. This, this, one was, this one was caused by the, remember it spiked to like 11%? Yeah. I think, I think a lot of money came, yeah. came back. So like everybody that was like on different chains or like- It was reflexive. Or... It was reflexive. Everybody just like wanted that 11%. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just came back in. But you know what that means? You should crank up those bribes and phone incentives. <laughs> so we see, you know, a bit more balance into the balance return to the force. But enough talk about the supply and yield. Let's get down to the peg. Next slide, please. Mm -hmm. Peg is solid at 0.9992. And let's check the market. We tried to swap 3,500 ETH, which is roughly the amount of the largest ETH holder. Uh, and we got an exchange rate of 0.9976. Not too bad considering we got as low as 0.995 two weeks ago. But we don't like to see a number seven there, you know. These are similar they're similar assets, so the exchange should remain above, you know, 0.998. That's what we like to see. Fortunately, the TVL is quite sticky at 121 million. Solid nine figures. We love to see it. So far, so good. But let's see how we stack up against the other competitors. Next slide, please. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. We like to see it. Here we have a layout of the LSD market landscape. We have Lido in the lead with 74.5% of the market, though Frax remained the highest 30-day delta in the group at a solid 22.2% so far. It's my favorite number. Frax Eats market share is at 1.6% gain and 0.05% uh, over the last week. Let's keep fighting the good fight, fellas. 
on the yield landscape, Foxheath pretty much dominates with 6.4%. And the closest competitor is Stakewise this week at 4.8%. Seems like yields are down all around. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's we're still creeping up though. I mean, twenty percent thirty day change is is great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Next slide. So you know, and the, uh, there we go, six point four percent. There you see it. That's still um, You know, we like to see. Yeah. Next slide. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, wait. Now we got a new section act uh, added. Another one of Frax's products that might not get as much love as the other products is FPI, although it has been in the conversation today with Coinbase requesting a flat coin. So that was what do you interesting. Think about that? What do you think about that? It's hard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard. Like, I feel like the only stable coins that can exist right now are dollar stable coins or each stable coins because those are the only stable coins with demand. I know, but like, do you think that Frack should answer the call and go build on base. Yeah, I think Frax should build everywhere that there's demand. I mean, Frax, is, Frax has been multi-chain since birth, so yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if uh, Coinbase, if we built on on base, if they would list Frax. <laughs> I wonder what's stopping them. I don't know. It's honestly, it's the lack of a market maker. Like I, I've been in this situation. I pushed really oh, yeah. like when, yeah, when I was at OKCoin, I pushed really hard to get Frax. Every time I'd see the listing, like our listings guy, I'd be like, "Hey, like, can you look at Frax? It's great. Like, we should list it. We should list it." And he was like, "There's nobody to market make it. Like, so we have to go out and buy it. We have to go buy the token, and then we have to use that. Uh, we then have to give it to a market maker to then go like trade on our exchange. It's just hard for people to do, right? Um, and so that's why we don't see very many places on um, uh, centralized exchanges. Like Frax share kind of makes sense, right? Because you can like Coinbase can buy all the frac shares at once and then and then just use like create a three a X short or something so it can it can hedge out the mm-hmm. the delta risk, right? But um and now it has the twenty X perpetuals, right? So that's you know, there's just there's just things that can happen where people people need to scoop up fracs and frac shares first before it can get listed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understood. In this section, we're talking about FPI though. I know. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, this is my transition back to this, the script. <laughs> Quick refresher, everyone. FPI is the Frax Price Index, which is a stablecoin that tracks inflation. This is the first product of its kind on chain. Let's run through the numbers, though. So far, we have 82.3 million supply of FPI. Current inflation reading is 6%, and the FPI peg is above at 0.37% of its peg. And you're wondering how it maintains its peg to inflation. Well, that's what our, the treasury is for. For the record, FPI's treasury is 88.3 million. And similar to how the AMOs work for Frax's stablecoin treasury, the FPI's treasury is made up of FPI, Frax, and a small percentage of holding of FXS. As you can see, 95% of the treasury is in the FPI Frax convex pool. All these assets are put to work, just like in the AMO, to earn that needed yield to keep FPI at the inflation peg. These assets are managed to produce $4.3 million above the amount needed to maintain the FPI at the peg. Therefore, we have what we like to call equity, quote unquote, for the VE FPIS of 4.3%. I mean, 4.3 million. Now let's move on. 
Uh, just to and just to shout out a uh, the article that we wrote yesterday. Mm. Um, I wrote an opinion piece about uh, FPI for for Kathy Woods. So um, goes into what FPI is trying to do and why it's such an important product that Frax needs to build. Um, and yeah, like one of the things that I think FPI does really well. It's one of the few Frax products that we can do this with right now, um, just because of its uh, easier complexity uh, at mm -hmm. the moment. Is just being able to see the balance sheet in real time where we can see every single FPI, where it's at, and um, uh, like where, like exactly how much all of our assets and liabilities are. Um, and then we can calculate the equity on a, on a block by block basis. Um, so that's really cool. Go read yeah. that article. Yeah. <laughs> Go down below, subscribe. Exactly, we'll have it below. We'll have it below. Next slide, please. All right, next up, we have my other favorite section, Fraxland. Uh, we remain pretty flat here at uh, $143 million in TVL with $37 million in borrowed FRAX. The utilization rate increased by 11%, up to 66% from a week ago. From the two charts, we see that the supply value of FRAX just took a nosedive alongside with the collateral value, but both saw a nice bump and now flattening. I guess catching on footing here too. <laughs> we pretty much hit the reset on both of these values and started near the beginning of Fraxland again. Currently, there are many pairs being offered on Fraxland, but more are, and more are to be added soon. Uh, can we have the next slide? Yeah, sure. There we go. Also, look at the current highest supply APY. We have none other than SFRAX ETH FRAX. But note, this is the V2 and we're migrating to VT, V3. Then right behind it is our GOM FRAX pair at 8.8%. A little, little further down the list, there's the CRV FRAX pool with a juicy 7.1% APY. And some new pairs you may see there are our friends at Maker and our friends at Ape. So we got those things down too. So Diplomatic pair. Yes, yeah, so just for anybody wondering like why we like the 164% is there. Um, that pool's been sunsetted. And so uh, you can't actually deposit Frax into it for someone to borrow. So people keep on pulling all the Frax out, and the unlucky people who are there and still have their stake Frax ETH there are getting just walloped <laughs> with fees. Uh, because pull it out, like please. There's there's a half million dollars worth of stake Frax ETH there, and you're you're paying almost like half percent a day uh, to remain in that. So yeah, like, I wish I was like Frax. I wish I was deposited in there, just making one hundred sixty four percent. I know it's crazy, isn't it? I think the it's it's not. I don't think it's okay. I think that maybe the AMO should go back and start moving funds in there until I I don't know. Maybe that's the way to get people out of the pool, but it just seems like too high of an interest rate to allow. Yeah, that's yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's an insane interest rate. But anyways, let's go to the next slide. Mm -hmm. Now the last part of the stablecoin maximalist creed. The DEX, a.k.a. FraxSwap. Per DeFi Llama, the TVL is $66 million with $149 million in monthly volume from March so far. We just took the monthly volume divided by the TVL to get a utilization rate of 225%. Finally, next slide, please. Let's jump to the uh, profitability section, starting with an overview of the AMO holdings. We are up. We are on our march back to a dollar eight cents. 
the grand total of all AMOs is at $916 million. We experienced a 0.5% decrease over the last week. The curve AMO is at $623 million. Liquidity AMO is at $72 million. Lending, $85 million. And investor, $131 million. It's going to take quite some time to regain all these assets into the treasury from the shakeout from USDC. But Flywheel DeFi will be here every week reporting on every step of the journey. Next slide, please. Is that it? Oh, there we go. Look at the revenues. Oh, look, the revenues. There we go. There we go. And we're, there we, um, onto the profitability of the Convex AMO. For the month of March, we have $143 million of revenue and 106 million, no, $1.43 million in revenue and $1.6 million in bribe expense, which means we are at a loss for 180k for March. We believe may, we believe we may end the month very close to being flat. We will report back next week with the final count. And if you want to make sure you stick around for that, uh, make sure you hit that bell button because we come back every week with this. Make sure you subscribe too at Flywheel DeFi. Um, are there any more slides? I'm not missing anything, right? No, that's the last one. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll close out. I'll keep closing out. Uh, if you like what we're doing here at Flywheel DeFi, please leave a comment below. Give us a like. Share it with your friends. Share it with your DJs. Share it with your DeFi vets, your TradFi vets, whoever. Share this all, all around. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FlywheelDefi. Join us on Telegram at FlywheelDefi. Follow me on Twitter at DefiDave22. And I'm at Traders underscore insight. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Everything said on this episode is not financial or tax advice. This channel is strictly for educational purposes and is not in investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. This video is not tax advice whatsoever. Please talk to your accountant and do your own research.